Hello, everyone, and inside today's Locked On Canadians, it was Team Photo Day for the Montreal Canadiens, and there were some surprising faces available at practice beforehand. Who were they? How soon are they to returning? All that and more inside today's show. Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episodes 808 of Locked On Canadians. We are your daily Montreal Canadiens podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every day, and you can find us wherever you get your daily podcasts. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can tune in to watch my beautiful face every day. Thank you so much for subscribing. Make sure you ring the bell to get notified every time we post a brand new episode here Let's jump right into things. I am, of course, Scott Mella. I am your host solo again this week. Don't fear. My co-host will be back in short order. Let's get right into business. Today was Team Photo Day for the Montreal Canadiens. Always a fun thing. Uh, We posted some of the photos, or I did, on my Twitter account of the 2000s group making us all feel very old, very decrepit, and we will all soon turn to dust as it was a group that makes up a good chunk of the Montreal Canadiens who have never played Mario Kart 64, have never felt the frustration of playing original Super Smash Bros. Pikachu and everything that entails. There have been since... God, they weren't even around when Call of Duty was a thing. They they were born before Call of Duty or in a world where Call of Duty did not exist, basically. I, I feel old thinking about this photo. The thing is, besides naked Yuppie at... And also the fact that this team has a lot of people whose name starts with J. They had a J photo of all the J's, uh, most of whom are injured. Most of like the 2000s photo, the only healthy person in that photo was Justin Barron, which is, boy, it's uh, it's uh, it puts a lot into perspective when you think about the way the season has gone. But beforehand, they had their standard practice. Jordan Harris skated afterwards by himself. He is still day-to-day, allegedly with a lower body injury suffered i believe it was in that panthers game i could be wrong in that regard however before practice today three players in non-contact jerseys which means they are nearing a return to practice or nearing a return to play as they look to get their legs back at their conditioning up to par and obviously are still recovering from their injuries kirby doc jake evans and brendan gallagher were all at canadians practice today and you know what? That's a good thing. That's what we want to see coming down the stretch here. It gives a little bit of a boost going into what is still a very brutal end of the schedule here. They Canadians still fit, sit fifth in the lottery standings with a chance to drop down to fourth by the end of the week if everything goes in their favor. I got to say, I'm, I, I hope they don't rush anyone back. If they're good to go, let them play, even if it's a game or two. I think that's good especially if you're ending at home, you want to see some of these young guys or younger guys. And by that, I guess I just mean Kirby doc at this point, Jake Evans is 26 and Brendan Gallagher's over 30. 
you want to see them get into the lineup because you know it's been frustrating for a lot of them, especially Jake Evans, who is just starting to play better hockey when he got injured against the Islanders, and Kirby Doc, who was having a very, very good season before he well, we don't actually know what Kirby Doc had at this point. Uh so and then Brendan Gallagher's lower half is just basically I don't know. Well, no, that I was going to make an Elden Ring reference to the Albanerics, but I don't think anyone would actually understand that. Brendan Gallagher's lower half is just held together with silly putty and like three pipe cleaners and a leftover croissant from somewhere on Peel Street. Like there isn't much to it at this point. The thing is, if all three of them come back, which, okay, fine. You can scratch a Chris Tierney. You can scratch someone else. You can send Anthony Richard back down. It does help the Rocket in that regard because if all three of these guys come back, I assume Anthony Richard will go down. He was on an emergency recall due to injury. And then I assume both Raphael Harvey-Pinard and Jesse Yelonen will also go back down to the Laval Rocket because they were the ones who were papered uh, at the trade deadline. Justin Barron was not as far as I remember, and neither was Uri Slavkovsky because they were injured. They cannot physically be papered down in that time. And those two are the only two that can return to it. Alex Belzeal staying up with the NHL team, which congrats. He's earned it. Good for him. Legitimately good for Alex Belzeal. We love to see that for him. So the question is, you know, how far away are they? Non-contact jersey. Well, Sean Monaghan had a non-contact jersey on and he is, uh, well, we know he's alive. He was at team picture day as well. I don't want people to see this as Kirby Doc, Brendan Gallagher, and Jake Evans are coming back. All these guys who have fought and earned their NHL time, Rafael Harvey-Pinard, Jesse Alone, and Anthony Richard, are being sent down as a punishment. Because I don't think it's that. I think it is quite literally they have no choice but to send those three down, which is actually great news for the Laval Rocket. And we're going to talk a little bit about them and their newest addition in the next segment here. I'm excited. One, because the season is nearing that ending point and we can get into full draft season, which is... Always a joy on this podcast. We're going to have, obviously, Tony Ferrari back on. We're going to have Patrick Bexell on again this week, I believe. I can get everything scheduled out with that. The return of Doc Evans and Gallagher is not meant to be a heralding of these young guys didn't play while they're going back down. I think they played fantastic. We know how well Harvey Pinard played when he got here. Yeah, he's not shooting 33% anymore, but uh, no one shoots 33%, not even Cole Caulfield. He just shoots 17%, you know, sustainable, whatever. I think it would be good to get these guys some games. I think it's a confidence booster for a lot of these guys going into the offseason that they can get back and play a couple games. I wouldn't be shocked if Kirby Doc goes and plays at the World Championships. Brendan Gallagher, maybe even Jake Evans. I think those are the, the kind of guys that you would see at that tournament. I think Kirby Doc would be expected to be a big contributor at that tournament as well. And I don't think anyone would have a real problem with that. The Canadians, they've already said Juraj Slavkovsky is not going. So they may waffle a little bit on this just based on their injury history, especially Kirby Doc and Brendan Gallagher, who have battled through a lot. It'll be interesting to see what they do for that. I would like to see them play at Worlds just because I always like having Canadians representation there, especially when I'm watching... I don't even know what world championships. Are. I assume they're going to be on in the afternoon because they always were during finals when I was in college. It's my favorite time of year because it is that guy still plays hockey, huh? 
So moving on into our next segment coming up next, Emil Heineman is in North America. He is joining the Rocket. I'm going to take a look at what the Rocket need to do to make the playoffs, how Heineman can help and where he slots in the lineup. And that's all coming up next. But first, today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. They are the official sportsbook partner of the NBA, and they were America's number one sportsbook. And if you are a new customer, you can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is $1,000 in bonus bets back. If your first bet does not win, all you got to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. It's free, safe, and super easy to use. And you can do everything, betting on the money line in games, three-pointers drained, point scores. Or if you're feeling really lucky, combine all of these things into a same-game parlay, and FanDuel will let you you know, cash out on that and truly increase your winnings. So if you want to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. And remember, make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA, and us here at Locked On. We are back here at Locked On Canadians, and I am always reminding you, please gamble responsibly when using betting apps. The Laval Rocket, Canadians AHL affiliate, they have also been going through it this season. And by it, I mean everybody is injured. Or everyone on the Canadians is injured, so everyone on the Rocket was called up and then injured, which means the Lions and the ECHL, everybody was called up and then injured, and there was no one. It was a cacophony of error, not errors, just bad things happening for this team all season. But the Rocket are getting reinforcements. Jaden Struble has joined the team. He will likely suit up at some point this week once he gets some practices underneath him. Obviously, he's in game shape. He's ready to go. Just got done playing in the Hockey East tournament there. Very excited to see him debut, but also today joining the Laval Rocket over here in North America, like Patrick Bexell said on Twitter last week, Emil Heineman has joined the Laval Rocket. He will wear number 19 for the Rocket as well. I'm very excited because Heineman's specific skill set is exactly what the Rocket are missing at this exact moment. With Anthony Richard and Jesse Alonen called up to the NHL, they are missing a true shooting threat on their power play. And offensively, a guy who finishes chances. Rafael Harvey Pinard doesn't quite fit that role. He finishes a lot of chances, and so did Alex Belzeal. But they did it through hard work more often than not. There's skill there, but hard work. Emil Heineman should easily help fill that void, especially on a power play that is struggling to create much threat of anything. They can pass the puck around and it's great, but there isn't pressure towards the net. It's pressure around the net. As Patrick said last week, Emil Heineman does not shoot around people. Emil Heineman shoots through people. And he's going to hit someone with a one-timer and they're going to regret it every second of that. He's exactly what this team needs. And I'm not saying he's going to fix defensive issues. That's not his game. He should score goals though. I looked at how he played at the end of the rookies showcase in Buffalo and how he played through the preseason before he went back to Lexand, He's such a threat to score when he has the puck with space. He's not the quickest player. He isn't Jesse Alonen with the hands. He is not Anthony Richard with the foot speed that goes with it. 
but he might have one of the best shots out of the Canadians' prospects. Cole Caulfield does not count. I am very intrigued to see how he is deployed under Jean-Francois Houle for the next... They have 11 games left. They are one point out of a playoff spot. They have four games left against divisional foes. Three of those are against Cleveland. Or two are against Cleveland, two are against... It doesn't matter. They're games they cannot afford to lose. In They have 11 games. The Belleville Senators, who hold the final playoff spot and are one point up on them, also have 11 games left. The Amherst, who are in fourth place ahead of them, have two games in hand. The AHL North is so close that getting any kind of game-breaking talent like this is absolutely crucial for the Rockets' success. In that I want Joshua and Riley Kidney and Owen Beck and Philip Mashar and all these guys to have deep CHL playoff runs. I do. It's good for their development. Joshua is a gold medalist, World Juniors gold medalist, two-time World Juniors gold medalist. Riley Kidney is one thing. They're two of the best players in the QMJHL this year. Owen Beck is a World Juniors gold medalist. Philip Mashar, you know, is part of a very good Slovak team. Like, these are guys I want to succeed, but also could provide such a boost for the Rocket. I know we talked about in the first segment, if Gallagher and Doc and Evans are back, they're going to get their reinforcements back. They're going to get Harvey Pennard. They're going to get Yelona. They're going to get Anthony Rashard back. That alone, adding those three players, gets them to a very scary level of play. Of course, Dominic Martel just came back and got injured again, which is just so unfortunate for him. But Xavier Simino and Mitchell Stevens and Gabriel Bork are picking up the slack. Pierre Dubé has been carrying a hell of a weight on his shoulders. Adding Heinemann is a huge boost. It gives them a true shooting threat. If you're going to cheat and you're not going to cover him, he's going to make you pay for it. We're going to see how well he adjusts to the North American game here. And he might not have the best debut game, which is fine. Jean-Francois, who likes to integrate guys slowly here. Like Raphael Harvey Pinard originally was not a top-line player, but that was also Joel Bouchard. The point being, there's a lot of talent that could be joining this team here. And they're going to be right down. Unless the Rocket lose like their next five games and are knock themselves out of it, they're not going anywhere in this playoff chase. They've been competitive in almost every game they've played, and sometimes it just comes down to they're lacking a little bit of finish. So what do they do? They're going to add a Swede who can finish, which I think is great. And depending on how the OHL playoffs or the QMJHL playoffs go, you could see Owen Beck and Philip Mashar join this team. Huge boost. Send some guys down back down to help the Rocket. The Rocket can rest guys who are probably playing injured right now which I'm sure there are many who are banged up, but not banged up up so much. They can't play. No one else is coming from Europe, which is fine. We we weren't expecting people to come from Europe besides Emil Heinemann at this point. And that's perfectly okay. They're going to be tooth and nail down there. And obviously if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I keep an eye on these things over at eyes on the prize. I write the game recaps more often than not. There is so much, exciting hockey to watch yes the canadians are out of it they've got what um less than a month of hockey left it's a brutal month it's not gonna it's not gonna be pretty 
the rocket are right there. I, Laura and I have said it several times. Great atmosphere, really good price for it. Go check out a rocket game. Check out all these CHL games and everything else too. There's so much else going on besides just the Canadians. And that also includes the NCAA Frozen Four. There's a handful of prospects. There's some other names that Habs fans need to be aware of. We're going to dive into all of that coming up next. But first, today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you followed this podcast, you know that we love Built Bar here. It's the delicious treat without all the fat and calories covered in 100% real chocolate that can help you reach any of your goals because it is healthy and actually tasty. They're so good. They're like a candy bar. You won't possibly believe they're good for you. They are have only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein in each bar with flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Built Bar is there when you need it in the morning, in the afternoon when you need that boost at work, or after your workout, or you took the dog in a long lock like I did. Built Bar is there for you, and if you want to, you can go to Built.com, start ordering your bars and your mix boxes there, or you can go to your local Sam's Club or Walmart and check them out as well. Walmart, you can get your four packs, go into Sam's Club, get your 13 pack, or go to Built.com, build your own box of Built Bars. So many incredible flavors. There is something for everybody, so I am telling you now, go check out Built Bar. You're not going to regret it. We are back here at Locked On Canadians. I am, of course, Scott Metla, your host for this week. Please make sure you're following us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians, wherever you get your daily podcasts and on YouTube. Because remember, you get your team every day with Locked On Podcasts, and that's the most important part. It is Frozen Four season in the midst of March Madness. Now there's March Madness on ice with knife skates. Well, there has been for a while, but I just wanted to say knife skates on this podcast because it's very funny to think of skates as knife skates, knife skates for kids. Anyways, if you understand that Scrubs reference, you and I can be best friends forever. Let's dive right into that. Unless I've forgotten somebody in this tournament, there are one, two, three, four, five Habs prospects playing. If I've forgotten somebody, please let me know. You have at Minnesota, Rhett Pitlick playing for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. At BU, you have Lane Hudson and Luke Tuck. At Harvard, you have Sean Farrell. And at Ohio State, you have Jakob Dobish. Those are the five prospects in this tournament playing for the Habs. And starting in the conference, uh, Minnesota, the number one seed. You all saw Rhett Pitlick's ridiculous goal against Michigan. They did not win the Big Ten title game. They still ended up with the first seed. And at 9 p.m. Eastern on 323, which is Thursday, 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 they take on Canisius, local Canisius College here. They literally are just down the road from me here in Buffalo. Would not expect, well, always expect the upset at this point because crazier things have happened. Rhett Pitlick, I mean, obviously a lot of that team is Logan Cooley, Jimmy Snuggerud, Matthew Nyes. They're a very talented team and always make noise in this. There's a great tradition of, winning with the Golden Gophers. Rhett Pitlick will obviously be in that game against Canisius. As we go down, also on 323 at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Lane Hudson, hashtag Hudson for Hobie. Even Charlie McAvoy, a Boston Bruin, knows that Lane Hudson should win the Hobie Baker this year. And Luke Tuck, take on Western Michigan at 2 p.m. Again, Western Michigan scores a lot of goals. I believe they were the top-scoring team in the NCAA this year. Potential upset territory here. 
Boston's a very good team. BU's a great team. But this this reads like there could be a possible upset if they don't come prepared against this team here. Shifting to the other side of the bracket here, the last two Habs prospects in this tournament, Sean Farrell and Harvard Crimson take on Jakob Dobish and Ohio State at 2 p.m. on 324. That is Friday. Friday. Yes, it is definitely Friday. I have this all right here. Selfishly, 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 and I am I am repeating this again. Selfishly, I would like Jakob Dobish and the Ohio State Buckeyes to upset Harvard in the first round. And do you know why? It's because I want to see Sean Farrell sign that entry-level contract and suit up for one of the Canadians' professional teams here. The Rocket would welcome him with open arms, and I'm sure the Canadians could desperately use a player of his caliber right now. I don't know if Ohio State can do it, but again, it's the NCAA Frozen Four tournament. Everything is always just a complete guess when it comes to these things. And the best part is, there's other names in this tournament that we should be paying attention to. Yes, you know, all the prospects. We're going to watch Lane Hudson try and continue his incredible year. But there's two other games that I want to draw Habs fans' interest to. The first being on at 5.30 p.m. on Friday, 3.24. Number two, Quinnipiac takes on Merrimack College. And if you want to know why I am talking about Quinnipiac, because their starting goaltender from Montreal, well, not from Montreal, but from Dollar, Dollar des Ormeaux, Quebec, Canada, goaltender Yannick Perret. He is not signed by anybody. This is his third year in the NCAA. This year, he has a 34-3 record. Nine shutouts, 929 save percentage, 1.52 goals against. Last year for Quinnipiac, 31 games started, 1.17 goals against, 939 save percentage, 11 shutouts, 22-5-2. One third of his starts last year were shutouts. Think about how insane that is. People are talking about the need for a goaltending prospect. Uh, Dikoff is going to stay in Sweden for at least another year. You know, talking to Patrick, he would know better than I do. Jakob Dobish likely has another year still in the NCA with Ohio State, which is fine. Joe Verbatic is still learning the ropes here. He is in the ECHL this year. And Emma Croteau hasn't even hit college yet. This guy can come right out of college and suit up for the Rocket probably today. 23 years old, 6'181 pound goalie. So I get that Quinnipiac is a very good team, a very strong defensive team. And that, you know, maybe it's not his stats kind of lie a little bit to that. But I look at his numbers playing for junior teams across Quebec and into the United States. All of his numbers are good. And at that point, okay, you know, it something's got to be there. I know I'm not the only person that suggested this. I did suggest this in Slack before. Other people suggested this because I am a smart man who's paying attention to the ECAC and free agencies. Again, he's unsigned, 23 years old. He's he's exactly what Kent Hughes should be looking for, but I'm sure there are so many other teams who are also looking at a talent like his. And then the big name here, 8.30 p.m. on Friday, Michigan takes on Colgate. 
Yes, I am talking about Adam Fantilli. And if you say, Scott, the Canadians aren't in the blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. I don't care. You should tune in to watch Adam Fantilli anyways, because if there's competition for Lane Hudson winning the Hobie Baker this year, Sean Farrell winning the Hobie Baker this year, it's Adam Fantilli who got off to such a hot start that he was shattering records left and right. And yeah, people go, ah, well, his World Juniors is disappointing. Who cares? Adam Fantilli rocks. Like, it's really hard for me to not look at Adam Fantilli and go, this is a guy that if the Canadians can land him is a huge bonus. A six foot two center, and this year in the NCAA, 61 points in 33 games. 27 goals, 34 assists, playing for a very good Michigan team and a very strong Big Ten. He led the NCAA in scoring in six points, ahead of Colin Graff, who plays for Quinnipiac, and Sean Farrell, who finished with 52 points. And for the record, in seventh place was Lane Hudson, who finished uh, 47 points. He is the highest defenseman on here. The next closest one is Luke Hughes, who has 42 points which is five less than Lane Hudson. Lane Hudson is better than Luke Hughes. You heard it here first. Deal with it. Tune in to watch this and see why the losses matter going into this. You know, losing close games or whatever. If the Canadians win a lottery and finish in the top two, even if they don't get Bedard, which I get it, it sucks not getting Connor Bedard, who has 70 goals in the WHL this year. Bonkers. Adam Fantilli or Leo Carlson, is a hell of a consolation prize. So please, please tune in. I'm sure if you were in the States, ESPN Plus, I believe, will probably be carrying these. Uh, if not, I will let you know elsewhere who is carrying these. I'm very excited about this. Um, tweet me your brackets. Tweet me your predictions. Tweet me why you think I'm wrong for thinking they should pick Adam Fantilli at two overall if you want to. That is what we are here for on this show. I hope this is a good primer for who's playing when and who you should be watching and why. This is, of course, Ben Locked on Canadians. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can follow myself at Scott Madla as this nice, nice little banner says here on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on your podcatcher, thank you so much for subscribing there. Please tell all your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Please make sure you ring the bell to get notified every time we post a new episode. I will see you after tomorrow's game. We'll have the recap and so much more. But until then, I will see you all next time.